questions uh, in front of me and I was just wondering if we can kind of go through them and I'm going to make a little podcast and then send it over to my subscribers if you're good with that. Perfect. So why don't we get started? First question here is, as a start, because we just featured it about a about a couple weeks ago to subscribers. Can you can you give us in your own words a brief overview of uh, of American Manganese? Okay, American Manganese is a critical metals company that uh, is focused on uh, taking its technology from the recovery of manganese from low grade deposits, which is patented in three countries and uh, adapting that to recycling lithium ion batteries. And we've uh, engaged Cometco to do that work because Cometco was the one that made the uh, groundbreaking, basically the groundbreaking breakthrough that uh, allowed us to uh, actually get resources of manganese out of uh, very low grades, one to two percent, or two to three percent, and that was uh, something that other scientists, uh, hundreds of them, had worked on for over 80 years, including the USGS and uh, some of the best uh, labs in the United States. <laughs> Perfect. And uh, what makes uh, American Manganese AMY's value proposition so unique? Well, the proposition is simply this. There's been companies out there that worked up to 10 years trying to get a uh, process that would work on the cathode materials because they're very valuable. And uh, they've never been able to break through that. And as I just mentioned, with the manganese, uh, you know, we had, it's got a history that's 80 years old. It's not, it's not exactly uh, something that hadn't been worked on for, you know, decades. So we get 100% of the cathode material back. Uh, you got to remember, Cometco is arm's length to the company. They don't own anything in the process. They don't own anything in the company. They have no shares. And uh, so they're a contractor, and anything that they put out, they put their reputation on the line. And they certainly don't want to lose that. So when we talk 100% recoveries, they are 100% recoveries. And that's on a, uh, on a bench scale. And uh, but there's no reason to think that when you do a pilot plant that you won't get the same thing. Mm-hmm. And obviously, I mean, you you know, there's been a ton of traction in the uh, in the lithium sector, in the cobalt sector, and in the entire energy metal sector over the last probably about a year and a half now. What made you guys kind of pivot and decide to tackle that industry and those metals this way as opposed to finding an exploration project and drilling, raising money and drilling it that way, like most people? Sometimes your best assets are in your own drawer. And, uh, you know, in this case, that was that was true. I mean, it was Cometco that recognized that the chemistries would work uh, on cathode materials, and they thought they would. We spent the money to do a proof of concept, and we proved that they, uh, Cometco proved that they were correct. They get 100% of it back. Now, batteries, it's not like ore bodies. I mean, batteries are... Uh, contain a certain amount of cobalt, nickel, and uh, manganese, and depending on their chemistries, it can vary. And they are easy to figure out what the resources are. For example, you know, the work that we've done shows that we've got somewhere close to $2,000 to uh, 6500 or $7,000 worth of battery cathode material 
any given battery in the high end would be lithium cobalt and the low end would be would be uh, lithium cobalt aluminum so uh, that's that's a good starting point there's your feedstock millions of these things that have, there's already uh, over a million uh, EVs out there and there's probably going to be two million plus at the end of this year and uh, they're talking about 2040 it'd be 40 million well that's a lot of uh, resources that uh, are not in the ground but are in these batteries and anybody that has a successful way of removing that cathode material or recycling that cathode material is going to be in high demand is there a company you can point to that's kind of doing exactly or very very similar to what you guys are trying to do um, is there any any company maybe on the venture or kind of a smaller cap that you can point to or are you guys kind of unique in that matter? Uh, Neometals are working on that. Uh, I've seen other companies announce they were going to do it, but I haven't seen anything, any results. I haven't seen any results from uh, Neometals either. I'm uh, more familiar with some of the private companies. Uh, we first went to the NatBat uh, Presentate. We presented at NatBat at their invite. That's a big uh, battery consortium of uh, a conference for a consortium of you know end users and uh, EV cars and battery manufacturers and recyclers. And uh, the uh, we met some of the people that presented at that show. They were private, but they haven't uh, they haven't been able to get over the uh, the bar and. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you can you read about it. You see all kinds of recycling. It's uh, it's announced that they're going to be recycling batteries. And when you go digging deeper into it, they're talking about recycling as you know being the same word as reuse in a lot of cases. And a lot of it ends up with high temperatures, like Umicore, which is really just smelting the battery. And uh, so, no, it's uh, the more the merrier. I say, if we had more companies out there beating the drum on recycling and uh, uh, we would have uh, certainly better action in the stock. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, and that will come, you know, but if you're asking me to pinpoint, I've been at some of the presentations with some of these companies that don't want to name. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they really had ideas. <laughs> and obviously, because I've heard of, I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if uh, all my subscribers have heard of Cometco. Uh, but I certainly have, and uh, I know for a fact they don't take on. I know they're just a consultant and an outside contractor, but they don't take on, uh, you know, every client that will come in and um, and wants to use their services. They really only get involved with ones that they really feel they can add value to, and ones that are at uh, kind of at the forefront of a new revolution of new science and uh, and new technology. So, where is kind of that? There, where's their involvement right now? How's the second phase of your uh, of the lithium ion battery recycling research program going right now? Where is it kind of where is it at on the timeline? When do you hope that to be built? Just trying to give subscribers a little bit of a of a time timeline here. Metco is a unique group. They're very uh, top scientists in all aspects of the field, whether it's in battery manufacturing or hydrometallurgy, zinc, air, you name it, and. Uh, they have uh, they've got a fantastic reputation. They're probably the second largest uh, research company in Canada now. And uh, you're right; they don't just take on anybody that walks through the door. I mean, they'll take a look at it and say, you know, um, you know, chemistries don't work. This is impossible. 
but uh, when they work on a project, uh, they dedicate, uh, they put a lot of pride into it. And, uh, you know, it's the, uh, it's the, the pride of achievement that, uh, that they like to see. And, uh, you know, it's run by uh, Norm Chow, who's probably one of the smartest guys I know. Well, he is the smartest guy I know. And uh, then you've got uh, other top scientists, that are, you know, that are specialized in other fields. That, uh, but uh, Norman Chow is uh, not only a uh, scientist, but he's an entrepreneur. He can see the value in things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, where do you guys get? Obviously, you just raised. Uh, you just raised just over two million bucks here. Um, What's, what are kind of the next steps? What are some of the catalysts that investors can kind of look forward to over the next three to six months? Okay, if they recall, we had a lot of uh, press releases on the progress we made with the bench scale work. And now with the, uh, we're, right now we're doing the, some of the work that we need for the IPs, which is again, bench scale work. And there'll be some announcements coming out of that. As a matter of fact, I'm putting a press release out to, uh, tomorrow morning that only has a paragraph in there about what, where that sits. But this press release is about our business plan, which will give everybody an idea of what the values are and, uh, you know, what, uh, what you can expect, uh, you know, from, a, uh, from an operation, a commercial operation. Mm, okay. Okay. And we're, so looking at the stock right now, there's about $160 million out. You're sitting at a $36 million market cap. If you're able to prove what you're, you know, through Cameco and your guys' research, and if you're successful, what can that really mean for your company? Well, I would say refer you to the business plan. And if you're looking at, we're talking about a three ton a day scrap market there. <clears throat> but if you were to say, okay, uh, that will produce $20 million, right, a year? Mm-hmm. And, uh, if you just say, well, let's let's move that up to, uh, you know, 30, 30 ton a day, or say, uh, you know, 60 tons a day. Well, 30 tons a day, you've got $200 million plant, and at 60 tons a day, you've got a close to $400 million plant. That's revenue. And is this $2 million enough for you to to get there, or will you need more money down the uh, before you can achieve that goal? Build the commercial plant, we best But at least the two million is going to get you to the point where you can at least, you know, in order to raise the additional eight to ten million that you're going to need uh, to start generating to get into production, uh, at least the two million will get you to the point where you can prove to the market whether it fully works or not. Because if it does, I mean, anybody's going to give you the money if knowing the the, oh, the yeah, figures that you're. Oh uh, yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of guys that'll be uh, scratching with their uh, calculators when they uh, see the plan and will be able to envision where this is going. And when what and what time frame is this? My, by the end of the year, you'll you think you'll be able to at least have that have that proof, or is it closer um, next in in 2019? Uh, probably in the end of the first quarter of uh, next year, we should have all the pilot plant work done, and then be well along the design of a three ton a day commercial plant. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, we would hope that uh, we would have some. Pre- you know, production from a commercial plant sometime in 2020. I know those are timelines, but if you're looking at a mining operation, you're looking, you can pull those. 
and uh, or quadruple those uh, to get production right yeah so, totally that uh, makes sense no i think uh you know there's a lot of things have changed the uh if you add value to the company as we move through the pilot plant add value de-risk all of those things it will add value to the shares that's been my experience over uh, 40 years in this business can you take us through a little bit on your experience and what you've done in the past before uh, American Manganese well I'd like to talk about uh, my first deal was a uh, discovery in uh, Adams Plateau up out of Kamloops and uh the shares went from sixty cents to nine dollars at that time. We had uh, we had a lot of uh, financings come in at that time. You know, a five or ten million dollar financing was a big deal. This was in eighty uh, mid eighties, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, that went into production. And uh, you know, and I've had discoveries in gold that have later gone into production. And when I say later, is one of the companies I sold, and it went into production with a mid mid tier. Uh, mining company out of Toronto, and that was in Costa Rica, and uh, I dropped another property uh, where at the time I had a partner that uh, turned out to be one of the strongest ones in the uh, in <laughs> in the market, but at that time they were quite weak, and uh, I was carrying them on a project for three years and getting very little dilution back, very little satisfaction back. Who was that? So I basically dropped that property, and it was later taken up by a mid-tier company that put it into production. So we've had, and that was a discovery that was made by my companies, and uh, we were involved in the discovery of the Samatosa, and certainly we developed a property in, uh, in uh, Costa Rica. So, you know, we've had three companies that eventually got onto production, and, uh, you know, in the last close to two decades, I have uh, moved away from exploration so much as to bigger projects, like the molybdenum project that was, uh, it was about the same stage uh, after two years that we're at right now, and eventually, uh, another two years later, it went from a $10 million market cap to a $300 million market cap, (laughs) and uh, even with the manganese, where we had a very short window went through two crunches when we were developing that project um, we moved from about a two million dollar market cap up to about a 60 million dollar market cap this one here has got uh, you know when you're talking about potential it's much larger than any one of those other companies i mentioned (laughs) wow okay okay and um is there anything else that you kind of want to leave uh, leave subscribers with to kind of remember, uh, you know, as a as a quick takeaway after this interview, or when they think of of American manganese? They should uh, when they when the uh, uh, hopefully the uh, the release will be out tonight on the uh, business plan. They should take a good solid look at that. Take a look at their performance in there. And uh, and see exactly what the potential is, and it doesn't take much to uh, multiply that by ten. And you know, thirty thirty ton a day plant is very small. Certainly, a three ton a day plant is very small. So uh, you know, the uh, I'll give you an example. To get a ton of concentrate from a one percent deposit, that means that you have to uh, you have to get uh, do a hundred tons to get. A, uh, 
one ton of concentrate, right? Yep. And uh, so the size of your plant will be, uh, and I'm, I'm, maybe my math is not quite right on that because uh, 1%, two pounds, um, so 100 tons. Uh, you gotta, you got to treat 100 tons of material to get two uh, to get a, a ton. We treat a one ton of material to get a ton. <laughs> so that's the scale you're looking at. The uh, you know we're we're going to be uh, in, in all regards a 35, 40 times smaller plant than a hundred ton a day plant. <laughs> for mining, a hundred yeah. ton, ton a day plant for mining. And uh, if you were going to uh, to get back uh, the same amount of concentrate that we have, you'd have to have 300 tons a day. Wow. And just, uh, just to end off here, can we take us through the structure out of the 160 million out? How much of, of it is kind of held in retail hands or in management and insiders? Well, insiders hold uh, between well, close to 20% of it, and that includes the uh, advisory board. Perfect. Uh, so the, and I do know, personally, I know another 20% that are held by shareholders I've had for years that have got anywhere from, um, you know, two to five million shares, right? Of course. And uh, the rest is in the float. Uh, you know, I can think of a lot of shareholders that hold hundreds of thousands. Of course, of course. And, uh, but, you know, the rest is in the float. And, uh, you know, so we've got... Uh, you know, probably, um, you know, 70, 80, 80 million share float out there. Yep. Well, no, there's plenty of liquidity and uh, especially because I got, I received a couple kind of outside articles that outside third party uh, newsletters, uh, newsletter writers have written on, on AMY um, that, uh, that was very, very bullish on the company. And these are obviously very, very credible newsletter writers. And so... Um, very good, and and I know a lot of these guys kind of uh, they follow stories long for the long term, and I know some of them have uh, picked up coverage on AMY, which is great. Well, they certainly, and they got to you know think that we've been covered about three times now by Bloomberg. And, yeah. And uh, prior to that, we were covered by Reuters. Uh, they're the ones that brought national attention or international attention to us, and. Uh, you know, I was actually attended the conference down there where I sat on a board talking about uh, commodity supplies, and that was an inaugural uh, a, a Bloomberg uh, commodity uh, commodity uh, conference in uh, Silicon Valley. So uh, you know, we've attracted the attention of uh, very large firms that believe we're onto something. Awesome. Well, I really, really appreciate your time, Larry. Thank you very much. And uh, we'll publish this podcast and uh, send it over to you as well. So you can send it over to your network. You bet. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Take care. Bye-bye.